Acceptance is when you can look back and say, I may not be okay with the fact that this is the way it is. It may never be. But there are new things in my mind and heart. New things that take my energy and attention. Things that actually deserve it. Acceptance is tomorrow. And even if the pain is still there and you realize it may always be, and somehow that is okay. A quote by Felipe Christopher Blue. The thing about acceptance is that it really changes your life. But it's quite hard to explain how to do it. Acceptance is not a cognitive or head-led process. If anything, it is a bodily process. One that we are sometimes shunted into after an emotionally painful experience. As we don't really learn acceptance, in order to practice it, we kind of need to unlearn our habit of non-acceptance. And that's what I'm talking about here. I'll describe to you our legacy of non-acceptance through my own story with it, which is likely to be similar to yours. Before I've begun to be more aware, my life could be divided neatly between wanted experiences, such as pleasure or excitement, and emotions that I found too unpleasant and uncomfortable to be present with. It felt kind of like a duck and dive. I'd avoid things like boredom, loneliness, and sadness. Instead of experiencing these feelings directly, I seek refuge in excessively rationalizing and reframing my experience, or I just go get busy with something. And as a consequence, I think I felt afraid of ever letting my life go quiet enough for me to slow down and feel it all. Although you may be listening to this podcast and I don't know you personally, I can guarantee you that you are selective with experiencing your feelings. Everyone balks from something. It is a fixture of our psychology to be more oriented towards pleasure. We all have catalogs, archives of unprocessed emotional experiences because of this tendency. It is a habit that sets up for unhappiness and dysfunction. So what exactly does it mean to practice acceptance? As I said before, there is a major challenge with explaining acceptance. I'd ask you to try to experience your emotions directly. You are bound to apply a thought process to that. Dropping out of the mind and into the body to experience things directly is not a skill in the Western person's toolkit. In addition to that challenge, there are also a few unhelpful associations with the word acceptance, which means we don't rate it as part of a personal growth strategy. For example, We mistake acceptance with resignation, which I'll talk about more in a moment. We also misconstrue acceptance to be about accepting our personal circumstances. But accepting circumstances outside of your direct circle of influence, which is also a good thing to do, describes responsibility rather than acceptance. So I've just described a few things that acceptance isn't. So what is it? Acceptance is the willingness to experience ourselves and our lives as they are. Acceptance is the willingness to experience ourselves and our lives as things are. It is a move away from self-deception towards reality. 
What don't we accept? Most of us easily accept and are present for positive emotions, such as the feelings of being validated, excitement, or intellectual stimulation, for example. The war we wage tends to be reserved for those feelings on the more depressing side of the emotional spectrum. Boredom, loneliness, heartache, sadness, disappointment, grief, despair. Most of us stuff these things with a smartphone. We also avoid in ourselves feelings and traits that we judge others for, such as laziness or neediness. When we practice acceptance, we are deliberately choosing to slow right down to all experiences that appear on the radar. We actually welcome harder emotions and explore them with curiosity. Not only is this quite a radical departure from the standard position, it may even sound totally mental and sadistic. However, there are consequences to remaining at arm's length of emotions. The death of one guy is the death of them all, says somebody once. In other words, in neglecting to give some of our emotions permission, we can wind up not being able to embody any of them. This makes us disconnected from ourselves processing reality solely through our heads instead of through our hearts and feelings. So how do I know what I am not accepting? This is a good question to ask yourself. The answer probably won't be obvious. In my experience, the only way to begin to understand what you routinely do not accept is to start practicing mindfulness. Mindfulness is what makes the unobservable observable. From that, you should begin to see when and how you avoid your life. Negative emotions are catalysts for awakening in a way that positive emotions can never be. If you have ever suffered in your life and can look back and see that it helped you to grow, then you know what I'm talking about. When I was heartbroken at the end of a relationship, I relaxed into the deep sadness I felt rather than keeping it at the level of analysis. That experience changed me. I remember that there were whole chunks of time that I wasn't thinking about what exactly happened, nor was I numb. I was just there, present to my sadness. I grew more compassionate with myself after that. I don't think that would have ever happened if I was avoiding my feelings with alcohol or drugs like I had been before, or staying over intellectualizing it. The freedom you get when you practice acceptance is what contributes over time to a higher happiness set point. One thing that keeps many of us feeling helpless and unhappy in life is not having control over our behavior. Compulsive habits are big red flags that we aren't accepting something. That is because ignoring our emotions creates a strain. And a lot of us find a release through substance abuse. Acceptance means you stop identifying with the thing you aren't accepting. This is subtle, but practicing acceptance actually helps you with not being consumed by the feelings you are trying so hard to avoid. Let's take the experience of laziness, which is a feeling that many of us judge ourselves for and avoid. Here's the meditation teacher and author Pima Chardron explaining how experiencing Laziness directly and non-verbally 
can lead to a wider perspective. This process of experiencing laziness directly and non-verbally is transformative. It unlocks a tremendous energy that is usually blocked by a habit of running away. This is because when we stop resisting laziness, our identity as the one who is lazy begins to fall apart completely. Without the blinders of ego, we connect with a fresh outlook, a greater vision. This is how laziness, or any other demon, introduces us to the compassionate life. When we stop struggling against certain emotions, we stop being defined by them too. In other words, when we stop mentally struggling against laziness, we stop identifying so much with the trait. It is the same with sadness or grief. If they are welcome to the table, then the identification stops. Now I want to talk through three misconceptions surrounding acceptance. Does practicing acceptance make us less effective in our lives? Like I said before, acceptance is not resignation. If you care about having high personal effectiveness, then you want to be practicing acceptance. When a person is resigned, they have given up and are being passive. On the other hand, when we are willing to accept things, we are demonstrating courage, compassion with ourselves, and presence. These are strengthening qualities. Acceptance is what makes change possible. We grew up believing that judging and evaluating ourselves negatively is how we improve. Actually, the best transformation fuel is letting yourself feel what you so you can decide what you want to do about it. This is how we develop interpersonal intelligence. Basically, acceptance is what makes change possible, which is known as the acceptance paradox. Can we sidestep acceptance and just choose to be positive? Positively reframing negative experiences is a form of non-acceptance. Anytime you have to apply a cognitive process in order to be okay with whatever is happening, then that is a form of struggle. For most of my life, I have been very effective at reframing negative experiences and therefore haven't been held back much by my emotions. There's a time and place for reframing, but doing it all the time isn't healthy. Our emotions shouldn't stop us from acting, but as I have found, they do need their permission. Does acceptance mean bathing in our emotions? Acceptance isn't bathing in our feelings indefinitely and dragging out our melancholy. Once again, acceptance is compassionate presence. In reality, whenever we are being consumed by emotions, we are really being consumed by our interpretations of them. Experiencing emotions directly without the thought element never results in prolonged suffering. If you frequently too caught up in your emotions, practicing mindfulness will make the largest difference to you. And in summary, of the three reality red pills, mindfulness, responsibility, and acceptance, acceptance might be the most challenging to master. It is not something that benefits from being over-discussed or overthought. However, acceptance should flow naturally from your mindfulness practice. That is because practicing mindfulness causes us to lose over-identification with our thoughts and tune in more directly to how we are feeling. 
I encourage you to use your mindfulness practice to build your awareness of what emotions and experiences you might not be accepting. As you grow that awareness, you can hopefully begin to experience those stickier emotions more directly. Be well, be great. And that is a more than therapy perspective. A few moments later. Tell me what you want. Tell me what you want. Tell me Tell me what you want.